Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Sports Urban Legend, along with my co-host Macaulay Matthews. I'm, of course, William Ramo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, man. What's up? How's it going? I'm good, man. I'm glad to be back with you and the the listeners today, man. Good to have you back. Thanks, man. Glad to be glad to be back with with you folks. Uh, you know, I'm sorry I had to um had um prompt to um break. You know, I wasn't able to do the show and fortunately I gotta take another break as well, you know. So this is gonna be my, my last show for for a while now, you know. But um, you know, hopefully I could be back soon, man. I you know, I wanna thank you all for the support. Cause I love you guys and I love doing this show, you know. So, um you know, on this show, we're going to talk, uh, you know, the, the Stranger Things um, Season 3. We're going to talk about, you know, Mets, Mets and Yankee baseball. Uh, and, of course, uh, the SummerSlam pay-per-view event that just went went down. So, um, you know, if you want to talk about any of these topics and more, uh, feel free um, feel free to um, give us a call, 917 917- Three eight eight four one eight nine. That's nine one seven three eight eight four one eight nine. So feel free to to talk and let your get your you know get your thoughts out there, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, yeah, let's let's um let, let's dive right into um uh, the into the baseball man and man uh then it, it's it's been hot in New York. And we're not we're not talking about the weather, man. The the, the baseball team, the Mets, the Yankees, they've been they've been hot all all, all summer long right now. Ever oh, yeah. after the All Star break, after the All Star break, man. I mean the the Mets. I mean I I thought they were dead. You know I thought they were dead. You know like I like I've always said, there's two things that are gonna kill the Mets postseason berth, and the reason why they had a horrible um, start for the first three months, and of course. Number one is the bullpen. You know, it's horrible. And the bigger culprit, the even bigger culprit, if, if you could, if you could um, quantify it, which I don't even think you could quantify it by word, the biggest weakest link on the Mets team other than the bullpen is Mickey Calloway, the manager. Because this guy, he does a bunch of head-scratching moves. And to his credit, you know, the team has been doing a lot better. You know, to be honest with you, I think they're doing it in spite of him. But, hey, like Bill Parcell says, you are what your record says you are. So they're three games above 500. They're 63 and 60 right now. They're, you know, they're in the, they're in the hunt of the, the wild card. And if they, if they can, um, you know, play, play the way they've been playing, uh, you know, prior to losing uh Sunday night's game, Sunday, Sunday afternoon's game, which, uh, Unfortunately, I saw that and face to face to see, um, you know, what you call it, to see the the Mets, 
uh, eight-game losing streak, you know, um, end in front of me, I mean, you know, the, the Mets haven't been playing the same ever since then, you know. But, you know, good thing they they uh, they beat – they won the, what, the last game against the Braves, and um, they won tonight. So, you know, they just need to – they need to keep on winning, you know. Yeah, but um, injury to McNeil, too, which has kind of been – it's kind of like hit, killed the vibe of that lineup. Yeah, absolutely. McNeil, he's 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 easily their best hitter on on the team, you know. And you know, fortunately for them, you know he's expected to to be back, um, you know, after the ten days of, of the 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 IL is off. So, you know, um, he can, he can't come back any sooner. Because the Mets really need that guy. He he is the he is the the straw that stirs the drink along with Alonzo. And, and give credit to Rosario. Rosario has resurrected his career too. I mean, you know, he's living up to the hype. I mean, earlier this earlier on this year, he was horrible defensively, but um, he's he's been firing on all cylinders defensively, offensively. I mean, he's he's really doing his thing. So I gotta give him credit. And you know. Pete Alonso, you know, he hit his uh, 39 home run, um, what, a few days ago. And uh, as a result, he ties Cody Bellinger for the um, the most home runs uh, by a National League rookie. And um, as you all know, he shattered uh, Dow Strawberry's 26 home run as a rookie, you know, uh, earlier this year, before the All-Star break, as a matter of fact. And now he's he's on he's he's entering um, some you know unprecedented territory as a Met player. Period. You know he maybe he might yeah he might he he might if he could stay healthy he's gonna hit fifty. He might break uh, Aaron Judge's uh, rookie record of fifty two home runs. You yeah. know it, it's it's in his grasp if, if he could stay healthy. You know, he did have a little slump after the All-Star break, which, you know, we all expected after he won the um, the home run derby. But, you know, he's starting to hit the ball. You know, he's starting to hit the ball, you know, consistently now, you know. He missed a grand slam earlier in this game, which would have been his 40th home run and a grand slam, which would have been an awesome way for him to do it. But as, as we speak, uh, his next home run is his 40th. And he'll be tied for uh, Mike Piazza with 40, 40 home runs a season, um, and and then after that, forty one home runs is the Met all time record in a season. That, that's uh, uh, Todd Hundley and Carlos Beltran um, are both tied for the all time home run, you know, in a season with forty one. So um, basically, Pete Alonso is two home runs away from tying the Met record season record and three to pass. So, I mean, Pete Alonso, man, he's doing something that, I mean, Mets fans have dreamed of, man. This this guy, he's, he's the real deal, man. I mean, you never thought there would be a guy in the Mets history that would have more power, potentially have more power than, than Daryl Strawberry and, and, and Mike Piazza. I mean, those guys have been the, 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 the standard bearers for the Mets. I mean, for for decades, man, of guys who, you know, who are power hitters. I mean, obviously Wright was challenging it at some point, you know, 
uh, until the injuries, you know, you know, made him succumb, uh, his career, you know, come to an end uh, last year. So, I mean, you know, props to the Mets. You know, they're making it close. They're, they're, they're in the hunt. You know, if they could get this wild card, you know, spot, you know, if they could get the top wild card spot, which they were threatening Sunday, um, you know, they can they can try to, you know, push for the the, the, the division. But the problem is, is Mickey Callaway, he keeps making these head-scratching moves and every time his his um, bullpen just spit the bit because of his dumb moves, like Lugo, um, what was it? Lugo yesterday, he he, he or was it the day day before yesterday? I can't even remember. I'm losing track because he he uses Diaz in a bases loaded, nobody out situ- situation when the Mets are losing. You know Diaz, arguably the best closer last year. You know when he had 57 saves with the Mariners, and you know he's completely lost his confidence and his, his, his stuff, you know, Mickey Calloway has been mismanaging him and the bullpen. You know, there was a game just a few days ago, he, he, he brought in Lugo for two innings and, and Lugo didn't have it and he blew the game and he took, he double switched JD Davis, you know, out of the game. Who's been one of the top five best hitters on the Mets and easily, Brody Van Wagenen's best move as a GM, you know, um, this year and as a, as a GM so far. So, I mean, Mickey Callaway is the is, is going to be the, the main reason. If the Mets don't make it to the postseason, because it's right at the taking, it's gonna, you, you could just point the fingers at Mickey Callaway because this team could be something special. If, if Mickey Callaway can make these guys go deep, you know, Jacob DeGrom, he finds – Finally gets a win. I mean, I think he's won back-to-back starts. But we, we've all known these past couple of years, uh, the Mets don't score any runs for him. They, they play horrible defense for him, as evident as um, the Sunday night game um, when, uh, you know, DeGrom had three errors. You know, they, 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 they had two errors in a play, which, which made them fall 3 nothing in the top of the first. And, you know, that – you know, of course the Mets tied the game, but the Mets, you know, eventually would lose um, that Sunday um, afternoon. But yeah, that you know, basically the Mets, you know, the Mets they need they need their starters to go deep. I mean, uh, Strowman got his first Met win. Uh, what was it yesterday? I, I believe you know. Uh, so well, no, actually it was Thursday, I think. But in um, any case, you know, the Mets, they've, they've been playing a lot better. They just need Mickey Calloway to just stay out of their way and let these guys, you know, do their job, man. And, you know, who knows what could happen. But what, what's your thoughts about the Mets so far? Yeah, I mean, the Mets, they, you know, since the All-Star break, they've been playing very well. Yeah, they've they had a little bump in the road the last, uh, the last five or six games here. But you know, they've been playing well. Uh, the offense was really hitting, especially when McNeil was in the lineup. Um, pitching was uh, consistent for the most part. There's still issues with the bullpen, you know, with mm-hmm. Diaz. Uh, I don't know, you know, going forward, Mets might have to, like, put this guy. Uh, they, they might have to use someone else as a closer and have him, like, as middle relief or setup because – Every opportunity he gets to close the game, it seems like he's blowing it on a nightly basis. I mean, 
you can't have a closer, you know, like that. He's he might be the worst closer in a Met uniform I've ever seen. You know, and we've seen a lot. We've seen Benitez. We've seen Looper. He might be worse than us. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! Uh, wow! I mean, Benitez. I mean, that guy. He's the. He's the. He's the. He is the anti-Mariano Rivera of the Mets, man. Like in a big, like, oh man! And I, don't get me wrong. I used to be a big supporter for Benitez. Like from like what was it? Like ninety-nine to like two thousand and. one or two, maybe. I was offending <laughs> this guy, thinking, hey, you know, this guy's going to finally turn it around, you know. I mean, yeah, I mean, historically, he's always been good, you know, regular seasons until you get to September and October. And uh, and especially, if, unless if he's facing the Yankees or the Braves, and this guy is, this guy is usually lights out. Yeah. But once it gets September or October, or facing Different the Yankees or the Braves, Oh man, it's a it's a totally different story, man. This guy he throws a hundred miles per hour, like ninety seven, one hundred ninety seven to hundred miles per hour, but the fastball is straight right down the middle. And the yeah. problem is he you know, he throws you know, he, he waits until he gets into a pitcher's count to throw to throw his, his his best stuff, which is his fastball, and he gets clobbered. Like that's 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 the Benitez way, man, and, and Diaz has Look, Benitez—he's—he's he's been doing his best Benitez impression all 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 season long, man. Diaz is worse. I mean, at least with, um, Benitez, he had some good, like you said, regular seasons. Yeah, but Benitez had like back-to-back sixty-plus um, save seasons, I think. Right? You know, oh, one of the, but uh, Benitez, no, wait, no, Benitez, Benitez no, I'm forty. A, I mean, forty. Sorry, I was sixty. Yeah, 40, 40. forty. Yeah, forty. But. Yeah, forty, but not sixty, right? Yeah, not sixty. But Diaz is like, he, I mean, every night I, I'm not even a Met fan. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at highlights, him doing something stupid to blow the game. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, well, Diaz, he's he's unofficially not the closer anymore. It's more Lugo really now. But I mean. He's never he hasn't really he hasn't made it official, but you can essentially see that it's Lugo because I mean Lugo is the best the best pitcher they have you know the best reliever they they got you know. Why do you use him as a closer? Well, yeah, they've been using him as a closer. They use him as a closer today too. I mean, Lugo has been unofficially the new the new um the new what you call it the new um closer lately, but. Diaz, Diaz is, it, it still isn't out of the woodwork because you never know what Mickey Calloway is thinking one day or the other. So yeah. But um, yeah. Ho- hopefully Mets can turn it around. But Mickey Calloway has to stop making these dumb moves and and let the let the starters go deep and and then you could save the bullpen and they'll pitch a lot better because he keeps overworking them and their arms keep falling off. Uh, Gesselman is on the DL, which. I won't miss him because he's stunk ever since last year. Ever since Mickey Calloway has been here, you know, all these relievers have have stunk up the joint because he just overworks them. Yeah. But um, we'll see what happens, man, with, with, with the Mets. You know, they just got to make sure Alonzo gets help, stays healthy, man. 
Yeah. Yeah, and then big game tomorrow to, uh, against the Royals because they've been struggling with the Royals here a little bit. Yeah, it seems like we've been struggling with the Royals ever since four years ago. But <laughs> I, I won't mention that because I'm still getting I'm still getting nightmares about that that series. But <laughs> I digress. Moving on uh, to the to the Yankees, man. Um, you know the the Yankees have been playing a lot better. You know, basically. You know, this whole whole season, when you think about it, I mean, they're what they're about, they're at least what ten games up on t- Tampa. Um, you know, they did have that horrible start on Thursday when they got you know beat up by the the um you know the Indians. But mm-hmm. other than that, the you know the Yankees they they you know bounced back and won these games. You know, they they've been in savage mode. You know, they've been yeah, you know, they, winning they've these been games. playing well. Yeah, I mean, all year long, and it's not even from their superstars. It's like from their B-plus players, Urshela, Urshela. Mm-hmm. Torchman, LeMahieu, you, know, you know, this guy's been an all-star before, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, but, right, with the Rockies, you know? of course, right. But but now he's making the name for himself throughout baseball, playing with the Yankees, and this guy mm-hmm. flat out hit the ball. I mean, you talk about McNeil on your side, but. Now, LeMahieu, I mean, this guy could hit, you know, and oh yeah, him at the top of the order makes the Yankees a deadly team, and they've been very good. He's Him and Urshel are the reason why the Yankees are so good in situational hitting spots this year mm-hmm. compared to last year, and, I mean, the Yankees are just playing real well, you know, best record right now in baseball, and they're very consistent on a nightly basis, but the pitching still scares me. Because, you know, you never know what you're going to get from guys like Paxton or Hap. You know, CeCe's coming back tomorrow from the from the I.L. Um, so the pitching has to be more consistent. And Yankees have to be patient with umpires because it looks like the umpires have been testing us this, all the season long. Umpire ended up ejecting the manager, Gardner, and CeCe, who wasn't even active he got ejected today, so Yankees have to be patient with these umpires and try not to like argue too much over strikes and balls. But right. I mean, yeah, got to remain consistent with this team, you know. And they've been playing real well, especially from these other guys that have been stepping up for the injured players. Absolutely. And um, what was I gonna say? Um, yeah, did you just hear that? What? I think Labor Tours just hit another home run. And the Yankees are even playing right now. <laughs> man, that yeah, guy is the man. clutch. Oh, yeah. Definitely having, well, you know, he's a phenom, you know, and we stole him from the Cubs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> per Chapman, which you guys got back anyway, so it was like you fleeced the Cubs, man. Pretty much, yeah. Well, they got their World <laughs> Series out of it, so. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true, so, yeah. In that case, it's a fair trade, I guess. Yeah, you, that, you know. Get that time out of it, so. <laughs> and then they had Ben Zobra sign with them in the in that off season, which I wouldn't describe what series he he just with two World Series he won back to back. Oh yeah. And I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. <laughs> but in any case. <laughs> but yeah, man, the you know Yankees are still doing their thing, man. You know they they're clicking on all cylinders, firing all all cylinders, and 
don't matter who put on the uniform, they just keep winning ball games. Yeah, you could put on the uniform and play for the Yankees, and they wouldn't. They'd win a game. Yeah, blindfolded, and that, they still win. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. Speaking of um, memorable moments, as me with me, you know, putting on the Prince Streets with that, which would never happen. But mm-hmm. moving on to SummerSlam, um, uh, what, what was your thoughts on, on the SummerSlam pay per view event? Um, you know, I had high expectations. Especially since I saw the lineup for the matches, and you know there are a lot of good matches I'm looking forward to, like the AJ match with Ricochet. Um, I was looking forward to the match between um, who was it again Trish and Charlotte, um, mm-hmm. Bailey and um, who did Bailey fight? Uh, um, Amber Moon. Amber Moon. Amber Moon. So there's a lot of good matches I was looking forward to this SummerSlam, but. WWE, as usual, you know, they failed me. It was disappointing because mm-hmm. uh, some of the matches didn't, they didn't, uh, they weren't really, really impressive. Especially that Brock Lesnar, um, the way that Brock Lesnar and uh, Stefan match went. Yeah, that was a disappointment right there. Um, what was the this you know match, match that really disappointed? You know what match really disappointed me? Kofi versus Orton. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the other one. Yeah. That one. Oh man, I mean, that DQ double count. I mean, double count. I mean, come I mean. on, in the SummerSlam, I mean, having a, a finish like that in, in a pay per view is 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 horrible. But in a SummerSlam, the the second high, the second the second pay per view, top pay per view in all of wrestling after WrestleMania, you're gonna have a a, a weird DQ that the fans are gonna be chanting BS. Is that really what you want your the fans to be chanting? Like at the end of a match, I mean, oh, we believe me, we're gonna get into that. Let's let's just um yeah, let's let's take it from the bottom to the top. Um, Drew Gulag he defeated Oni Lokran. Uh, he you know he retains the cruiserweight title. Um, didn't really care about that match. Um, Buddy Murphy uh, he defeats Apollo Cruz by um. You know, uh, by disqualification. Uh, the, the, yeah, this was in the pre, the pre, uh, the pre-match one. Yeah. Um, you know, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Uh, they, de- they, um, you know, they defeated, um, you know, the Iconics, Billy Kay and uh, Peyton Royce. Uh, no, no surprise there. I think we picked them to win. If my memory serves me right. Yeah. Um, um. No, actually, I think I picked the Iconics. Hmm. Yeah, I'd have to watch, I'd have to watch the 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 Sports of Legend TV YouTube video to remember what I what I wrote. So if you want to see my my picks, my my predictions, you know, definitely check out that uh that episode of Sports of Legend TV on YouTube. Um, Becky Lynch defeated Natalia. No surprise there. Um, she retains the women's title, a sub- submission match. Uh, that, that, I mean, that was a good match. I mean, it, it pretty much ha- happened the way I thought it would happen in my head. And um, then you have, of course, Goldberg defeating Ziggler, which we all thought that was going to happen. You know, it, it was interesting that they had uh, Dolph Ziggler, you know, start the match with a couple of super kicks. You know, kind of re- it kind of reminds me of Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. 
uh, when they fought at the, the SummerSlam. I think it was, was it last year or two years ago. I can't even remember. A couple of years ago? No, actually, it was that. Yeah, actually, last year's um, some well, two years ago, SummerSlam, and then they had the rematch at WrestleMania. Last year's WrestleMania. Oh, okay. But yeah, Goldberg, you know, a squash match as you would expect. But then the the post the post match um, antics of Dolph Ziggler talking trash after he got his butt kick was was um, comedic gold right there. <laughs> Especially you know Goldberg came in like. Uh, first he had two spears, and then Dolph Ziggler's still talking trash. So Goldberg picks him up, has to walk away, and then he he then he fakes it, and then he he spears him for a third time. And he says, "Psych!" Like he he was just joking, like he was gonna show him mercy. <laughs> and yeah, that was that was a that was a funny part right there. Um, of course you got the the AJ Styles and his OC members. Um. Carl Anderson and Gallows defeating Ricochet. We all knew that was going to happen. Uh, you know, Styles retains the United States uh, Championship. Um, then you got Bailey defeating Ember Moon. We we both got that one wrong. We thought Bailey would finally win. Uh, uh, rather, Ember Moon would finally win a woman's title, but yep, you know that wasn't the case. Bailey retains. I think all she I think she hit a um a uh super Bailey Bailey to Bailey off the top rope to get that victory. Yeah. Um Kevin Owens defeats Shane McMahon, no surprise there. Um a, as a result Kevin Owens retained his job and then of course um what was that SmackDown I think it was either Raw or SmackDown he got fought, he um got suspended for um you know, attacking Elias who was the special guest Enforcer slash referee. Um, then you, oh, then this is where me and you differed in, uh, in, uh, in our, in our um, picks. You thought you thought Trish Stratus was going to win on her farewell match in her hometown, Toronto. Yeah. I thought otherwise, since Charlotte Flair was the younger star. You know, they want to give her the push. Push, you know, she's been pushed to the stratosphere already. No pun intended. You know, mm-hmm. not not to mention, not to mention, she has more titles than Trish does. I think she was yeah. a nine-time champion, and Trish was what seven. But uh, yeah, uh, Charlotte won. No surprise there. Uh, but it, yeah. it was a good match. I thought it was a good match. You know, it was a good match. I, I didn't like. I, was, I really thought Trish would have pulled it out, but you know, you're right, Charlotte. Yeah, I didn't, um, one, they passed the torch to her, even though she didn't need a torch passing. Yeah. And yeah, it just didn't sit right with me, Trish tapping out. They should just make her passed out. And then she eventually wakes up and then gets her standing ovation by her, you know, her, her hometown crowd. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Good match, though. Now, this match, Kofi Kingston Orton, I thought the match was good all the way until that screwy finish. I mean, like, why does WWE do this to the fans? Like, they 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 get they get you all up in the. This is like it was like watching a Raw match, Raw or SmackDown match. It's like you get all invested into the, the to the to match, and then it ends up in a in a DQ or, or double countout. It's like, come on. Yeah, all that and hype then gonna and fight. you made a double countout. I mean, come on. And then they and then you know they did this just so they can have a a, a legit reason to make them have a rematch on um. You know, the at the Clash of the Champions coming up. Yeah. 
I mean, come on, man. This this is a. I mean, it's a joke, man. SummerSlam. This is a SummerSlam pay per view. If you want them to have a rematch, let them have a rematch again. You don't have to ruin this pay per view event. This is, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like they've been building up Kofi. Oh, Kofi got to prove he belongs. You know, he got to fight Randy Orton. You know, yeah, man, I got to, I got to prove that. You know, I'm one of the greatest champions of all time. You, you wouldn't be in this position if it wasn't for me. It's like, come on, man, he's a champion. Like, what the hell does he have to prove? Like, come on. They're supposed to be on the yeah. same level, but you, you could clearly see WWE put Kofi on one level and they put Seth Rollins on a whole other level. Like, they, they're they both champions, but it's, it's kind of like Cena and, and CM Punk, you know? Like, even though Kofi is the WWE champion, you know, he's he second banana in the eyes of Vince McMahon to Seth Rollins. And that's a fact, man. And I thought Randy Orton would win this match, but luckily Kofi still has the title. But (laughs) we might still see Randy win it at the next pay-per-view event, maybe. Is this the the best way that they thought, okay, this is the way we'll save Kofi from losing a match so that when he loses Clash of the Champion, at least he defended it once on a screwy finish? Looks like it. Oh, and speaking of um, surprising things, Edge... He surprised everybody by, um, I think, Spring Elias, if my memory serves me right. Oh, yeah. But that was our SummerSlam, right? When he uh, did uh, that. Raw. Was it, was it oh, Raw? Oh, it was Raw. Didn't it? Oh, yeah. maybe it was Raw. But, yeah. Well, that was a surprising, that was a surprising, uh, um, you know, moment. Because, you know, ever since Edge retired, I think he had a bunch of back surgeries. Um, you know, he couldn't, you know, he, he had to forci- forcibly retire. So this was the first time he did a finishing move, you know, or any wrestling move after he retired. So it was shocking. Maybe he's back so, now. Well, apparently he said he could go one more match, but, I mean, I don't know if they're going to do that. I, I say save it for WrestleMania, you know, because <coughs> I don't. <clears throat> um, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to, you, you know, save his uh, epic return, let him have his official one last match, you know. Say that for WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh, and here's here's the here's the moment of the night for me, man. Bray Wyatt, man, debuting as a fiend, you know, oh, against yeah. Finn that Balor. Was yep. That was that was crazy, man. Like you see Finn Balor, he's you know he's dressed in white, like I guess symbolizing he's an angel or something. You know, he's the Demon King or whatever. I guess to contrast the fiends look you know, dark look. And um yeah, Bray Wyatt man, he 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 shocked the crowd, man, especially with that lantern of, you know, showing his um you know, uh what you will call it, a uh, uh you know, like a mannequin that resembles his, his old book. You know, that was that was very creepy, you know, and his and him snapping snapping Snapping, 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 um, you know, Finn Balor's neck and all that stuff. It was, it was crazy. It was crazy about the, um, you know, the whole situation. So, yeah, I definitely, I definitely say it was the, the highlight of the, the show. Seeing Bray Wyatt, you know, um, you know, dominating for once. Yeah, that was the best part uh, for me, you know, seeing his entrance, Seeing him squash 
I mean, I wish it could have been a more competitive match, but I get what WWE is doing, trying to make this new version of Bray Wyatt more dominant, you know, and make him squash um, Finn Balor. And we're probably going to see another matchup between them probably in the next pay-per-view here. But I think uh, this gimmick is working out so far. You know, you could see maybe a title run here for Bray Wyatt soon. Yeah, hopefully so. It looks like Bray Wyatt, they haven't revealed it yet, but it looks like um, Bray Wyatt and Alistair Black has been feuding with each other on, on uh, social media. So that might be uh-huh. a, an interesting matchup because I yeah. think uh, Alistair Black has been undefeated so far. And, of course, you know, Bray Wyatt, since he returned. So that would definitely be a, a, a marquee matchup. I don't know if you, you want them to fight each other now. Maybe you could say that for WrestleMania or something like that, or SummerSlam, or well, not SummerSlam, Survivor Series at least. You know, because these guys are on a roll. Even though Bray Wyatt yeah. just won one match, but you know, Bray Wyatt got that momentum with the whole with all those promos, and you know, you know, props to Bray Wyatt sustaining his career. Yeah, but you know, he's definitely gonna get a shot at that title. The universal title very soon um, that sure Seth Rollins is wearing. So I mm-hmm. see a big match between the two, possibly WrestleMania. You know, who knows? Yeah, I hope he gets it before WrestleMania. But yeah, that that would be that'd be awesome. And yeah. then you got speaking of Seth Rollins, uh, you know he defeated Brock Lesnar. I think he is probably the first person to defeat Brock Lesnar like twice in the same year, much less in the the top two pay-per-view events, some yeah. WrestleMania and, and SummerSlam. Yeah, I can't. Maybe Cena has done it, I guess. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Cena must have defeated him at least twice. But yeah. I don't know, in the same calendar year. Right. Yeah, I mean, I would assume maybe during his world life or when, when Brock Lesnar might have just came back yeah, you know, before before Brock Lesnar did the Suplex City stuff. Yeah, that would be around the time probably Cena might have beat Brock for sure. But yeah, I don't know if he beat him twice a, per year in the same year. But yeah, I'll, we'll leave that for the statisticians to to come up with that. Figure you know, it out. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I thought the Brock Seth Rollins match was a little bit better than I thought it would be. You know, I thought it would be better. I mean, we've seen them fight each other a hundred times, you know. But I mean, you know, I thought it was a decent match. I mean, but then again, a a, a championship match, you know, you would you won't want something a lot more better. But I thought it was decent. You know, the match was it was a, it was a little bit better than I thought it would be. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it was okay. Uh, it could have been, I mean, it, it could have been a lot better, you know, mm-hmm. than what it was, but it was okay. It still wasn't one of the best matches of the night for me. And I'm getting tired of this Lesnar and Rollins, you know, I know. I'm, these I'm matches already. I mean, just move on to another I know. Let's, opponent. Yeah, we need to see Brock versus uh, Bobby Lashley for a change. Come on, let it happen. I mean, I know Bobby Lashley's hurt, but gee, let them finally fight each other. Yeah, 
We've been asking that for years now. Yep. And um, yeah, um, quickly, who uh, who do you think is gonna win the the King of the Ring? Um, so the bracket came out, and it you know right now I would my pick would be Samoa Joe. Um, I think he I think WWE has been trying to give him a push here, you know, for these last several months. He'd be my pick right now to win it all. Yeah, I, I hope I hope you're right, man, because Samoa Joe is is definitely you know most deserving. You know that guy. He should him him and Cesaro. Who I mean, they're gonna fight each other in the first round um, yeah. of this uh, this um, this uh, King of the Ring. Uh, you know, both of those guys should be champions by now. You know, Rusev would be another person too, but Rusev apparently is taking time off right now. I guess as he contemplates his future. And uh, Dolph Ziggler apparently the rule has rumored to, you know, act out of his contract. But wow. we'll see what happens with that. But um, yeah, I hope I hope I hope one of those two guys will win. You know, uh, but knowing WWE, they're gonna they're gonna make um they're gonna make what you call it, Baron Corbin somehow win it. Um. But yeah, I guess we could, I, I guess I could give you the the first round so far. Um, um, Cesaro versus Samoa Joe on Raw. Um, Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre on Raw. Cedric Alexander versus Sami Zayn on Raw. Miz versus uh, Baron Corbin on Raw. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Elias, who's currently the 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 um twenty four seven champion right now is going to fight each other on SmackDown. Ali versus Buddy Murphy um, is going to be on SmackDown. Uh, and by the way, uh, um, Daniel Bryan and um, and Rowan are going to reveal to Roman Reigns who who's the culprit um, to trying to attack Roman Reigns these past couple of weeks because, as you all know, Buddy, Lee, Buddy Murphy, um, you know, framed Rowan. So the, the answer should be revealed. Uh, on SmackDown. Then you have Chad Gable versus his former tag team partner, Shelton Benjamin, on uh, SmackDown. And then lastly, on the first round, is going to be um, Apollo Crews versus Andrade on SmackDown. So like I said, I hope Cesaro or Samojo wins it, but knowing WWE and their ridiculous booking, Brian Corbin is most likely going to win. Or maybe even Drew McIntyre. But yeah, I think uh, Baron Corbin's gonna end up winning because of some shenanigans, WWE. But um, yeah, switching gears. Lastly, um, uh, yeah, here's here's some spoilers. Um, if you haven't seen uh, Stranger Things, um, tell me quickly what you think about it. Oh well, this season was great. I mean, Stranger Things just keeps getting better and better each season. And I don't know how they're going to keep doing, you know, these seasons since these kids are getting bigger. You know, I mean, they're no longer little kids anymore. They, you know, they're almost college age, you know, especially by next year. But um, it just keeps, yeah, you know, they're getting bigger. You know, they're high school going on to college soon. But the show overall, it's, it's really good. I mean, this season was really good. You had Eleven and Mike develop their relationship their relationship um you know the chief 
getting uh, upset over Hopper. that and trying to break them up. Chief Hopper. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you have the strange power fluctuation still uh, occurring with Will um, and the other world or the upside down. Upside down, yep. You know, the, the creature inhabiting uh, Max, what's the little girl, Maxine? I think was her name. Uh, oh, yeah, Max, Max. Yeah, Max's brother. Brother, yeah. uh, Billy. Billy, right. You had the creature inhabiting his body and other people's bodies in the town to try to take over. Um, you know, so you had, you had a lot of that. Um, but, you know, overall, this season was great. You know, it, it's it's just getting better and better. And, you know, it's very enjoyable, watchable show that, you know, I it's probably the only show right now that I'm watching on Netflix at the moment. Thought it was a great season. Yeah, I totally agree with you, man. Like this season, you know, they've been getting better and better. Um, yeah, I'm definitely intrigued, you know, about season four. You know, of course, uh, you know, spoilers. Um, you know, um, Hopper appears to um, look like he died. You know, he got destroyed when Joyce, you know, destroyed. Um, you know that um, machine that was, I guess, opening the portal to the upside down world. And it looks like um, that uh, Hopper might be, might have went into the portal before it exploded and might be the prisoner uh, that um, the Russians are holding, you know, captive. You know, because apparently there's a number where fans can call um, and basically um, you hear the voice of the, the, um, the nerdy guy, I forgot his name. The nerdy guy who could speak Russian, the, the conspiracy theorist guy. Apparently, he leaves oh, a yeah, message yeah. for Joyce and say that he has something to tell her, you know, that she won't believe, something like that. So it looks like they're opening up that um, possibility that Hopper is the, the American that's trapped inside, you know, inside Russia against his will. But, um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that next year. I'm also looking forward to. Um, Cobra Kai next year. So those are the two like new shows that I'm really excited about. But you know, I gotta go. That's Mac. I'm- it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.